Hello everybody, this is Brian Rose and I'm here today with Matt West. Hi everybody. And Adam Abu Nassar. Yo, 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 Team Skull. <laughs> <laughs> and we are... This is Connectivity. Um, I forget what episode we are. I forgot to check before we recorded, so... Somebody will correct us soon enough, or correct me, I guess. Uh, we are all getting off Pokemon um, Sun and Moon. Uh, we aren't going to talk about that today. I think we're going to talk about that in a future episode, maybe. We need to get organized about what we're going to talk about. Um, but in future episodes, at least. Uh, but we are going to talk today about Dragon Quest, just about the series in general, our favorite memories, um, a bit of history behind the series, and just where it's going to go from here with Dragon Quest Eleven coming maybe next year. Probably not, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. But you know, Square Enix, remember. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, I, I've always enjoyed Dragon Quest. I haven't played, play, I wasn't like a big fan of it as a kid because, I mean, it, I think 7 came out when I was a kid and that was about it. Um, yeah, because the first, it's very weird how Dragon Quest came out here in North America. It's kind mm-hmm. of like Final Fantasy in that the first four came out for the NES in the, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And then they just completely skipped over the Super Nintendo games. Um, and then they came out with 7 in 2001 and 8 in 2000 something. 2005. 2005. Yeah. And, um, we, ha- we have gotten, um, all the games out except for 10, which, um, I don't think it's gonna come out here. I very much doubt it. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah, 10 was the MMO, right? Yeah. Yes, 10 is the MMO. Which, by the way, it is coming to Switch in Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, really? It is. Yep. <laughs> it is. So that's that's a thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I've never had interest in Dragon Quest Ten. I just don't get into MMOs. But um, the other games I've, I've always gotten into, the first one I played extensively was 9 when it came out um, on the DS. And... What I like about the series, in general, is just, I, I really enjoy the old school feeling of it. And it, it's a feeling that's always been there in each and every game with, even going back to the first Dragon Quest, um, you, you know, it's very colorful. I, I love the artwork by Akira Toriyama, who's mm-hmm. also, um, done artwork for Chrono Trigger, which I, I'm sure a lot of people know. Um, and also Dragon Ball Z, which, even more people should know. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed the artwork. I've always enjoyed the enemies. Um, the, the, the translations that have come out for, uh, four, five, six, and, you know, and so on, but they're really top notch and, and well done. Especially the, um, latest one that I played and reviewed here on, on NWR was Dragon Quest Seven, which, um, would, I'm very disappointed in, um, how sales went. I wish more people would have played it, and I think you can. I think there's Black Friday deals out now, but even you know that. Well, I think we're going. This is going to be posted before Black or after Black Friday, so that's probably irrelevant. But uh, you can you still sort of check it out. It's a fantastic game. It's it's very long, but it's, it's still fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I've always just enjoyed the the old school feel of it, um, the simplicity of it, which. Um, 
is really, I appreciate it a lot in an era where, you know, you see these RPGs coming out and they're very, like, intricate in their gameplay and intricate in stories and, you know, I think, I keep thinking of, like, Final Fantasy XV, which is, you know, it's very, the, the right, I don't know what the right word to put it, but it's very, um, it, it kind of turns me off in just how many things you can do. I mean, sometimes give, giving people, like, too much to do is kind of, like, over-exertion for me. So, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's great to have all these options and all these gameplay mechanics to work around with, and it's great to travel around all these worlds and things, but... You know, in Dragon Quest, it's all very simple and very structured and very less um, non-linear, I guess. No, it's it's more linear, and I kind of like linear a bit more than non-linear because at least I have an idea of wh- of where to go. So, so yeah, that's that's what I've always enjoyed about Dragon Quest is just it's very simple, easy to get into. The mechanics are very easy to get into, and it's just always been fun for me to play. It's just always super, super fun. Um, Matt, you, you, how many Dragon Quest games have you played? Um, What's your knowledge of Dragon Quest? Well, I, I got into Dragon Quest in probably the most non-traditional way. Uh, back in the PlayStation 2 era, uh, I had never played a Dragon Quest game uh, before. And this game called Final Fantasy XII that I was very hyped for uh, was getting ready to come out. Uh, it was about 2005, uh, and they released a demo of Final Fantasy XII. But the only way that you could get this demo was by buying Dragon Quest VIII. Uh-oh. And I so badly wanted to play this demo that I <laughs> that I bought Dragon Quest VIII. And uh, I, I actually bought it with the intention of playing this demo and then selling it back uh, to the store or whatever, to GameStop or whatever. And uh, I, I just decided on a whim, because I think it was because of the Akira Toriyama art style. I was a big fan of Dragon Ball Z, big fan of Chrono Trigger. Uh, so I was like, you know what, he's, in, he's involved. Uh, the main character kind of looks a little bit like Gohan with a bandana. Uh, so I'll, Yeah, it does. I'll give it a shot. Uh, worst thing that can happen is I don't like it and I just take it back to the store anyway. I ended up loving Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, it's probably, I would say, in my top ten uh, JRPGs of all time. Uh, I oh, think shit. that if you like JRPGs, you have to play Dragon Quest VIII. I don't know what the port is going to be like on 3DS. It doesn't look as good as the PS2 no. version. So if you can... I, I kind of hate saying this on like a Nintendo podcast, but if you can <laughs> play it in its original version, uh, I would recommend doing that. If there's no other way for you to play it, though, get the 3DS version and give it a shot. Uh, I think they've added some new playable characters and some new dungeons and I, things I think, like that. Yeah, there, I think there's a few new dungeons in the 3DS port. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is coming out on January 21st, I believe. Yeah, somewhere and, um yeah, it's, we, Dragon Quest Eight is coming out to the 3DS. Um, I I have heard that the port suffers from frame rate issues and, and things like that. So, 
Um, I guess you should be a bit apprehensive about the 3DS version. I, I don't know for sure if it's like unplayable or, or what, but um, I and there, it's also on iOS. And in fact, every Dragon Quest game except nine is on, um, you know, the iPad or Android devices. Yeah, um, that's right. If, if, that's right. You should check check all those out. Wait, um, is ten? Did ten come to cell phones, but not to so, America? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it came out on like. We, I think Wii U and 3DS yeah. and a bunch of other places, but I don't think phones. Okay. Uh, isn't it coming to PS4 in Japan as well as Switch? I don't know about PS4. I know Dragon Quest XI is coming to PS4, 3DS, yes. and Switch. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if 11's confirmed for Switch. I, I think they said that they wanted to do it, but they haven't confirmed that. I yeah. thought that I thought that they did. I thought there was an interview with uh, Hori where he talked about they're making three versions. Uh, I mean, including... who really cares? It's not coming to the West. I think it is. I no. think I think I think that at least the PlayStation Four version will. We may not get the handheld version, like the 3DS version, but I think at least the PlayStation Four version will. Yeah, I think it's coming out in some form out here. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but there's a reason why we always have to question: like, is this going to come out in, in the West? Because Dragon Quest is not really that popular here in the U.S., but it you know it's and it's kind of amazing too because it is super popular in Japan. Like, I've literally read about how people would skip school and. It's kind of like a national holiday whenever Dragon Quest game comes out in, mm-hmm. in Japan. It's very crazy in, in how well it sells um, outside of the U.S. It, and, well, it, I don't know how it is in Europe, but obviously it's super popular in Japan. Um, I mean, I, I've heard stories about 3 being like one of the best-selling games um, in a long time in Japan. Um but yeah, it's super popular over there, so there's always Dragon Quest games coming out. We, there's a bunch of spin-off games. Um, you know, it's, it's still super popular so many years later, so it's... There's always going to be Dragon Quest games coming out, but we, we don't know how it is in the U.S. Um, Adam, um, what you we were talking before the show started, and you, were, you aren't like really into Dragon Quest, but you did play plenty of, of Nine. Uh, so, so what did you like about Dragon Quest Nine? Well, my my Dragon Quest story starts very similarly to Matt's, um, where I bought Dragon Quest Eight so that I could play the Final oh. Fantasy Twelve demo. But then I hated the Final Fantasy Twelve demo. I thought I was like, <laughs> "What is this? This is not Final Fantasy. This is not Final Fantasy Tactics. They're trying to blend them, and it's stupid, and I hate it." And it's got really angry, so I didn't even give Dragon Quest Eight a chance. And uh, mm. so I did not get into the series there. But then, like, 9, like, sold crazy well in Japan. It was, like, best-selling thing ever. And it came out here, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. Like, I think, like, I was coming down off of a Pokemon game, and I was like, what am I going to play next? So I got Dragon Quest Nine, um, and it had, like, Street Pass, but for the DS. Um and apparently it was really popular in Japan and it worked really well and like you got all these secret dungeons and maps and stuff but I didn't get any of those I think I got like one or two here in the US <laughs> but I still played like a hundred hours of that game 
And I, I couldn't even guess at what the story was. There was a train in the sky, and maybe you were an angel? Or yeah, were I think you were like pears or apples. I Stupid. Think it was like you were. I think you were like a guardian angel sent down to, uh, from uh, the tree, the big tree that's I think in most of the games. I I, I can't pronounce the name. It starts with a Y. It's like like the Yggdrasil tree. Anyways, it was yeah, the story yeah. in that game was so stupid that even the game didn't care. The game was like, <laughs> yeah. all right, here's like five minutes of story, and we will never bother you again. And you just walk <laughs> around and you just play very traditional RPG, and it was like, I don't know, I don't know if you guys is like if your parents still have like the house that you grew up in, but that's what a Dragon Quest. That's what that game felt like. It felt like going to the house I grew up in. And, like, sitting in a little blanket in, like, my childhood bedroom, which I don't have anymore. I haven't been in there for a long time. But that's what it, it feels like, you know, like, like coming mm, home. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was just comfortable. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's video game comfort food, I think. Yeah. Dragon Quest. Yeah. It's it's very familiar. Yeah. It, it doesn't see a lot of changes throughout the years. Uh, it's just something that I think, if you're a fan... It's something that you know you can always go to and get this particular type of experience that you know you will love. Yeah. I mean, that was the same feeling I had when I was playing 9, because before that, I never really played any Dragon Quest game. Like, like I didn't have a PS2, so I never got the Final Fantasy XII demo disc. Oh, I'll send whatever. it to you. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, actually, I was kind of thinking of trying the remake that they're putting out next year. Yeah, but, um, Zodiac. Age of Zodiac or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I the fir- first one I played was nine, and um, the, the f- I mean a few hours in, I, I kept feeling like this this plays exactly like a Super Nintendo game, and yeah. you know Super Nintendo is my childhood, so naturally, I mean I had those same kind of feelings. Like this feels like very comfortable. It feels very safe, and it it feels like a a game I, I would play when I was like twelve. Which is um, a, a pretty nice feeling to have. It's a very, it's a very lighthearted and comforting game, and th- those are the always, always the type of games that I really like. And plus the, the, I mean the story, I do forget most of nine story actually. So, but you know the thing with Dragon Quest games is that there is a story, and the the translation is always really well done. But it's not like entirely vital to your enjoyment of the game. Now, I will say this. Eight, the story in eight is probably much more integral of a part of the game than in any other Dragon Quest. Now, okay, so if eight is supposed to be really good and has a great story, then why did they go to the bare bones story in nine? Like, why do you think they did that? Mm Mm-hmm. Nine was, so what they usually do with Dragon Quest games is they put it on the most popular system, the system that has sold yeah. the most for that generation. So in the, in eight, it was the PS2. Uh, in nine's era, it was the DS. And so the DS isn't really a system that you go to when you think of grand sweeping adventure and, uh, epic storytelling. It's a system that you think of, oh, I can take this uh, on the go, and I can play with friends via the limited Wi-Fi. Uh, 
Um, and so there was much more of a focus on the multiplayer aspect of Dragon Quest IX and the simplicity, going back to the simplicity of um, the older Dragon Quest games. Um, so I think that's the biggest reason why there's such a drastic change between 8 and 9, uh, is just because of the hardware that they're on. Now, I actually got Dragon Quest Eight recently for free on Android, but I haven't played it yet because, like, I don't know if it's if it if it's different at all. I've like, heard well, very bad things. It. I've heard very bad things about the mobile version of Dragon Quest Eight. So, yeah, that seems like a very graphics-heavy game, and I don't know how that works on phones. Well, I know my phone is more powerful than a PS2. It's a very expensive <laughs> yeah. phone. I, I think it's probably more in things like the controls and just the way that the menus are handled. That's true. Uh, I just don't think it's it's mobile-friendly in terms of control. Okay. I, mean, I played the first Dragon Quest game on mobile, and it's I mean it's so simple and simplistic. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to navigate. But I played 4 on mobile before I ended up getting it on the DS, and that was a lot harder. Yeah. Just, you. I mean, it's simple enough that you can play the game without any problems, but it's still, like, kind of, it doesn't feel right. It's just something that seems off-putting about playing an RPG on a touchscreen. It's, it's still pretty weird. Mm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Dragon Quest games have always been on the most popular systems. Yeah. Nine was on the DS, which I mean is one of the best-selling systems in, in a long time. Uh, Ten, I think, came out on the Wii first. Yes, and I think was ported over to a bunch of other systems. Yeah, it was ported to Wii U and 3DS. Weirdly, 3DS got it. Yeah, the 3DS no, is that's... weird. They render it on their servers and then just stream the video, kind of yeah. like the PlayStation Now does, mm. which is just oh, yeah. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that would be a miserable experience. Probably does. Probably is. Yeah. Probably isn't fun to play. But I mean, I guess that's an option if you're that into Dragon Quest Ten. Yeah. Well, I mean, think but, think about. I mean, Japan loves the, you know, their handhelds. Yeah. So. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it came out at the end um, of the Wii, so it probably wasn't doing as well as they wanted. So they were like. Can we put this on the 3DS? And pro- someone apparently did, and they uh, <laughs> put it yeah. on 3DS. I mean, it's going to be on Switch too, so yeah, yep, yeah. But the Switch is hopefully more powerful than a 3DS. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to me that this. I mean, how old is this game? I think it came out in, in Japan 20, 2011. Maybe? Yeah, yeah 2010 or 11. So, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it's not any older than Skyrim, and that's coming to Switch, so why not? Yeah. I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but it's like probably like the worst kept secret at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. I hope it's not. I hope that secretly, like, the Switch is going to, like, premiere with Elder Scrolls 6 or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, that was just a tech <laughs> demo. Like, we're actually making a new game. Elder Scrolls 6 is a Switch exclusive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would be awesome. Imagine that. What's well, like, in, I mean, NVIDIA, I'm yeah. sure, is, like, doing some sort of deals with people, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're selling, you know, the Switch now, so we're going to bundle in your crappy Batman game that barely works. I just can't, 
I just can't wait for the exclusive Switch game, like with Bayonetta 2, like where the internet just rages over the fact that, oh, I have to buy a Switch now. Oh, uh, you should have. Like, Bayonetta 3 <laughs> is... Bayonetta 3 is so totally coming out for the Switch. <laughs> like, 100%. Because Nintendo doesn't give Dragon up. Qu- Dragon Quest uh, 11 might be coming to Switch. Uh, we don't know if it's confirmed or not. I should probably double check, but I, I feel like I feel there's like, rumors. I feel like I remember reading an, an interview. I think it was the same one where they talked about Dragon Quest X coming to Switch, where Hori, who's the the lead guy on the Dragon Quest games, uh, Yuji Hori, I think is his full name. Uh, he, I believe, he talked about the Switch version and just talked about, oh yeah, we're making three versions. Uh, so there's the, the PS4 version, there's the 3DS version, and then the Switch version, which I'm assuming is probably just going to be a port of the PS4 version. Well, remember that the 3DS is two versions. There's like a super low-res version of the PS4 one, and then there's like a really pretty, like, Super Nintendo version of it. Yeah, like a sprite version. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that's so cool. I think that's Yeah, that is a cool concept. That would be um, cool to play on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to switch over that into like definitely... Super Nintendo mode. Yeah, yeah, it could totally be the Switch could just be getting the three D S version too. We can't rule that out either. That's possible. Since it's both a handheld and a home console. So Yeah. I, I don't I don't really care. It's the same story in both games. Um and I mean Dragon Quest gameplay is so simple that I mean it's it's gonna look better on PS4, but I mean it's probably gonna play just about the same on both systems. So, uh, well, who knows? I mean, I it it might look the same on the Switch because Dragon Quest. It's not like Final Fantasy where Final Fantasy tries to push the hardware. You know, it just sure. is what it is. Sure. No, I, I was saying the difference between the 3DS and PS4 version. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If the Switch version is a port of the PS4 version rather than the 3DS version, which uh, I feel like it should be, then yeah, the Switch version will definitely look much better than the 3DS version. Either way, I want the sprite mode on Switch because yeah. that, that I don't know, it just sounds so neat. Yeah, yeah. That w- yeah. when when I saw that, I thought, I don't know, that's just really cool that they even bothered to do it at all well it just proves that they know what they're doing they know that it's older fans that appreciate dragon quest like mm-hmm. so it's more old school style like brian is saying it feels like a super nintendo game so why not add the option to make it look like a super nintendo game now since we're all playing pokemon sun and moon right now i'm just gonna go off topic a little bit and say that's something that i would have loved to see pokemon sun and moon do yeah. Like, if it had, like, the old Game Boy sprites, uh, like, on, you, you could pick which version to play, and one of the versions was just, you can play Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, but it's like a D-make. I love D-makes. The idea of D-makes. Yeah. I wish more people would do D-makes than remakes. Yeah, I mean, that, that does sound like a cool idea. Um, I don't know how it would work exactly. Like, I'm still, like, wondering how, Exactly, it's gonna work on, on um, Dragon Quest Eleven, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I like the idea of switching between three D and two D and, and seeing how 
those can be interconnected and, and things like that. Yeah. So I, I would look forward to playing something like that yeah. if they do it with Pokemon or maybe even other games like Zelda or Mario. Yeah. That, well, 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 we did that in a Mario game. In a Paper Which Mario one? game. Oh, right. In a <laughs> Super Paper Mario game. And everyone forgets how awesome that game was. Because you're just playing a Mario platformer and then you hit a button and you're like, whoa, in a 3D it's Paper a 3D. Mario world. Actually now, really uh, yeah. now the the thing with Dragon Quest Eleven on 3DS is though, uh, I think what they've said is that the game will run both. Like on the top screen, it'll be the 3D, and on the bottom screen, it'll be the sprite based. But there's a point in the game, I think, like maybe after the first chapter or something, where from that point on, you have to choose which version you play. Hmm. So it it will run both, I think, up to a certain point. And then it'll prompt you and say, hey, do you want to continue uh, the sprite-based or do you want to do uh, the 3D version? Uh, which is interesting. But the fact, I mean, I don't know, just the fact that they even bothered to include the sprite-based version at all is just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, what should we go to next? Um, Let's talk about spin-offs. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> so I'm really surprised um, that Builders came out here. I did not see that yeah. coming. Oh, it's so good. I love Builders. I, 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 I expected that because, you know, Minecraft is super popular here, so I'm not really surprised that, like, a world-building kind of game in the same vein as Minecraft is coming out. Oh, I love um, it. I don't, know how, I don't know how it did in sales, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have the demo download on PS4. I haven't really gotten into it because you know those kind of games like don't interest me as much but... yeah they're definitely like uh, I mean, time f- sinks i uh I, mean, I, play, I play like the first 10 minutes and it's it's perfectly fine it's it feels like a dragon quest themed game i mean i think i think, I think the story is based on um your choice in uh dragon quest one where it's like that the big plot twist is like the bad guy will tell you like if if you join me, you'll get like half of the world or, or something like that. Right. And I think the story is in uh, Builders is like if you choose the, the the bad ending, I think that's that's where you go. Yeah. From, from there, it's like the bad ending world. Yes. Grand Quest Builders. Oh, really? So, so you're with the bad yeah, guy and yeah. you took over half the world? No, 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 no. Not... no I think that the story is based on if you choose. I think the character is different. So I've, I've played and finished Builders on oh, PS4. Shit. Um, so the story in the original Dragon Quest game uh, is that, like you know, like what Brian was saying, you get to the end and there's the Demon Lord, and he gives you a choice. He says, uh, if you join me rather than fight against me, then I'll give you, uh, I'll let you rule over half of this with me and we'll rule together and all that stuff. Uh, Darth Vader style and Empire Strikes Back type of thing. Uh, Spoilers. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's been out for, what, 30 years now? Yeah, it's yeah. like twice as old yeah. as I am. 30 years? Yeah. The movie's like 45 years old. Uh, no, I, I'm talking about uh, Dragon Quest. Oh, uh, I was talking about Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is even older. So, I mean, yeah, if, if you haven't beat the original Dragon Quest or seen Empire Strikes Back at this point in time, you deserve to be spoiled. <laughs> so, uh... 
that's my philosophy on that. But no, yeah, he gives you this choice. He says, you can join me or fight against me. And if you pick join him, then the game ends like right there. Um, and you've, you've joined him and, and you've made a terrible decision. But I mean, that's the end. Uh, if you fight him, you know, you save the world and all that. Well, Builders kind of goes off of what if the player made the choice to join him rather than save him. And so it's like this world that has like been destroyed um, by the Demon Lord's rule, and you play this character called the Builder, uh, who is the only person in the world that knows how to build things. Um, and like everybody else has lost their ability to build. Um, so like everybody kind of like is is I guess they're just like nomads and they just kind of wander the land and stuff. And you go and you like build towns for them to live in and like weapons for them to fight with and things like that. Um, to to, to eventually, um, kind of, I, I don't, that, that part's kind of unclear, uh, cause like you're, you're basically the only one that ever actually really builds anything, but I think, I think they learn through watching you maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, it's just, but there's, there's like five chapters in the game and each chapter kind of focuses on a different type of building like in in one chapter it's just kind of like the basics and then like the next chapter it's like building building like healing items that that can cure different types of sickness for these people and you like start a hospital another one's about like combat where you're you're building different types of weapons and armories and stuff uh it's just a really fun little game and i'm the kind of person like i don't like minecraft it just never clicked with me uh but the structure that the story provides in builders and like the very clear progression and the goals that they set for you and uh, the combat and stuff uh, just drew me in in the demo uh, a lot more than Minecraft ever did. So I, I decided I'll give the full game a shot, and I did. I'm glad that I did. Uh, it's, a, it's a different type of game, but if you... First of all, if you like Minecraft, you'll probably like this. I think it's a little more limited than Minecraft. I, don't, I mean, I don't think you can be as extravagant in what you build as you can in Minecraft. But if you like Dragon Quest or you like Minecraft, you'll probably like this game. And I like Dragon Quest, so I ended up liking it. Um, I spent a cool. lot more time than I thought I would uh, freeform building things. So <laughs> That is out um, for, I think, PS4 and Vita. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of other ones in, in uh, spin-offs in the series. Uh, there's um, Dragon Quest Monsters, which is kind of like a Pokemon collecting kind of game. Mm-hmm. There's also Dragon Quest uh, Rocket Slime. Rocket, Rocket Slime, Slime which is the best about. series in the whole world. Well, I will <laughs> tell you about Rocket well, Slime. Talk, talk about that one, Adam, because I don't know much about it. Just that there's slimes in it. All right, yeah, and Rocket same. Slime... You are Rocket Slime. Yeah. And I think we got the oh. sequel, and we never got the first one, and we never got the third one. So, like, we just got the second <laughs> yeah. one. So I was confused. I found it in a bargain bin at Toys R Us, which was, like, my hobby. When I was younger, I was go find the cheapest games and just play them. <laughs> like, I played a game called, like, Final Fantasy Tales, like, Chocobo Tales, and it was terrible, and I was really sick <laughs> on cough medicine. But I was like, well, the storybook. Um, but, yeah, so I got Rocket Slime for really cheap. And you're Rocket Slime, and you move by either, like, bouncing around, and it's all cute, or you can stretch yourself, and then, like, let go of yourself and, like, shoot forward, kind of like a rocket. And uh, that's how you attack. 
and you attack things and then you catch them and when you catch them you go and you throw them on like uh, something that goes back to town like i don't know like little boats or trains or something like it, it's been a while but somehow you get them back to town um and you just go out and you collect those and then you go and have giant tank battles where you have like a giant i don't know if it's just a tank or a cannon it might just be a cannon and you shoot the things you found in the levels. So you shoot the enemies and like rocks and random things at the enemies. And you try and go as fast as you can. And when you like at certain points, like you can go outside and go into their cannons and just like beat them up. Um, yeah, because I think they shoot themselves into your cannon or something. But it's just really charming, really stupid, like slime cannon battles where you're shooting these things um like I'm, I'm not doing it justice but it's it's so much fun it's really simple there's a like you try and collect all the different items and i collected all of them except for one and there were like a ton of them in the game um and it was the best and i loved it and i really wish that the new one would come out but it it, it are, are they still making them um is there one for the 3ds Maybe. I don't know what the third one is on. Um, hmm. But I, two was on the DS. Let me look it up. Because I know there's Joker, which I guess is a spinoff of another one. Um, what, what's that one about? I think you were talking about it uh, before the show, Matt. Uh, so, I have actually not played Joker, but what I... What... From what I understand, Joker is a spinoff of the Monsters spinoff, so it's a spinoff oh, of a spinoff. Right. Uh, I guess Joker was, like, the most popular character of the Monsters spinoff, um, and so it's, it's like, a series that features that character. Um, I think there's three games, three Joker games, um, the, the most recent of which I don't think we ever got. In the U.S. No. Yeah. That uh, Joker three came out in March of this year. Okay. Um, chances of it coming out here are very slim. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, given the sales failure of Dragon Quest seven, I can I feel like we can safely assume we're probably never getting it. Yeah. So, unfortunately, um, Dragon Quest seven did not uh, sell very well. Well, it did in Japan, but here uh, I had, don't remember specific figures, but um, they weren't good. No, um, I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know why it, Dragon Quest has never taken off here in the U.S. Um, I, I know why. Why? Because it's fantasy. So <laughs> F Final Fantasy took like uh, you know around like. Around the end of the Super Nintendo and the beginning of the PlayStation, it took a super technology sci-fi route. So Final Fantasy games yeah. are still like kind of about magic, but a lot of the times, like their magic comes from technology or mining the earth, or or, or there's some sort of a, 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 a like a space fantasy it's, to it. it. Yeah, it's more of a it's less about color colorful scenarios and in lands and, and things like that. And it's more about 
how drab and sci-fi and super tech can we get here? That, that's kind of like the Final Fantasy theme going on after, uh, from 7 onwards. Well, even yeah. 6. And it, 6 had a lot of yeah, technology. Yeah, even 6 to a point had, was more about uh, a steampunk kind of vibe to it. Like, if you watch it, it was at, very gradual. Well, not yeah. nine is Final Fantasy nine is more fantasy heavy. It's, it's got a little yeah, bit of steampunk in it, but nine went back to the roots, and yeah. then they took back off to another direction. Ten and so now, on. Ten, ten was kind of like a it. It had a lot of very fantasy elements, but there there was also that sci-fi bit of it too with the Machina. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of like a half and half. Um, I I think. I, I don't necessarily think it's because it's a fantasy, because we do have successful, like, fantasy series. I mean, we were talking about Skyrim earlier. I mean, The Elder Scrolls is very fantasy. I mean, things like Lord of the Rings uh, are very popular. Yeah, but uh, I don't think in, that in Lord West. of the Rings is as big as, like, Star Wars. You know? They're both huge, but I don't think that, like, the fantasy setting sort of resonates with as big... Uh, population as um, sci-fi does. Sure, but what about Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. Oh gosh, true. I forgot about Harry Potter. So I mean, I mean, Harry Potter's soul. I mean, it, it's well. It, how does it the, is it's the top-grossing movie series of all time, right? Harry Potter is, I think. I think so. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Yeah. How does um, Dragon Quest do in Europe? Because I wonder if I Europe likes magic more than uh, the U.S. I don't think it does much better than it does in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just a Japan thing. Uh, My theory behind it has always been that of the Japanese RPGs, Dragon Quest is by far the most Japanese of them. Uh, Yeah. Well, have you ever played a Persona game? Or Star Ocean? (laughs) That's true. Very... Very Japanese-ass games. I'm not talking about in terms of the like story or the or uh, the like atmosphere. I'm talking about in terms of just the mechanics, the system, the unwillingness of the series to modernize. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the it, it's just so traditional, and it 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 refuses. Whereas Final Fantasy, I mean, you play Final Fantasy one, and then you go and play Final Fantasy fifteen. Those are. It almost feels like a different series, but if you go and play Dragon Quest One, and then you go play uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, you're going to still see quite a few similarities, um, and yeah. in terms of the way that the, the the battle system works, in terms of the way that the menus look, they, the sound effects are even going probably going to be they're, the they're same. They're pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you play Dragon Quest One, and you hear the same. Um, themes, you hear the same sound effects, you see the same enemies. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Quest is a series that very much relies heavily on tradition, and um, that's that is one of its problems. I, I mean, Seven, even back then in a PS in the PS One era, it was criticized for being very archaic in a lot of ways, yeah. and they they did change it up in Eight, and there's still there's new stuff in, in Nine, but. It's still very much a series that is entrenched in tradition and not a whole lot of big changes. Yeah. And well, I, uh, that might be a problem. Well, I mean, you, I, I think. Just just look at the way that you have to save in the games. 
It's true, uh, going through the priest. Yeah, you, you have to go into a church, you have to talk to the priest, uh, you have to go through like six different dialogue boxes, uh, yeah. and then wait for it to save, and then he'll, and then he asks you, you know, do you still want to continue? So you have to go through another couple dialogue boxes. It's just like, yeah. that is so super, that's, that's super Nintendo stuff. Like, you know, like we, we, yeah. we have more convenient ways to do that. Like most JRPGs now, I mean, you can almost save anywhere. I mean, look at, I mean, Pokemon's been that way since the Game Boy era. You can just hit save whenever you want. But Dragon Quest still, uh, I mean, even back as far as Dragon Quest VIII in 2005 still was not giving you that option. You still had to go back to town, talk to the priest, to go through several dialogue boxes. Um, and it's just, yeah, it just, it's very, it feels very old. And I think that turns a lot of Westerners off because we're so much more tuned to instant gratification. We want everything to yeah. be quick, easy, painless, not a hassle. Um, and Japan's just not so much that way. And some parts of Dragon Quest Seven are not quick and easy. I mean, I don't think you get to the job system until like 30 hours into the game. Yeah. So it's... But isn't it's, that the big draw of that one? Is that it has a cool job system? It does have a really cool job it, system. It, it, it does have a cool job system, but it takes a long, long time to get to the job system part of the game. Yeah, so Brian, you reviewed Dragon Quest Seven for Nintendo World mm-hmm. before. I played it. I bought it on launch day. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know how long it took you, but it was 25 or 30 hours in before I unlocked the job system. That, it was about 30 hours. Yeah, so... So it just that's just too long for most Americans to wait. You know what I mean? Uh, we are yeah. we are very much instant gratification. We we're the nation of fast food, uh, and we yep. we want our video games to make us feel good, to make us feel like we're constantly progressing at a quick rate. And when that doesn't happen, we're very quick to put it up back on the shelf. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are problems with Dragon Quest. I mean, it is a very traditional game, and I like the tradition in some senses, but it's it can be a series that needs to kind of modernize, and I hope Eleven does modernize some of those things for the most part. Well, I like the save system, as, as you said, because, you know, go, running all the way to a priest and going through, like, 15 dialogue boxes just to save your game is isn't really that productive in, in 2016 games. I mean, yeah, there is a quick save system, mm-hmm. um, especially for the DS games, and that I think 7 has it. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are things you can do to um, quicken the pace of the game. And 7 is a game that is very slow-paced. Um, I always found it rewarding. Yeah, I never felt like it was dragging my time or wasting my time, but at the same time, it's a it's a game that takes over 100 hours to complete, and mm-hmm. I don't know if people have time for that. I mean, I I really didn't. Yeah. And 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 I actually really enjoyed the game. I gave it a nine out of ten, but that there are, there are problems with it. it. It can be a daunting game, and that might be why some people were turned off by it. Yeah. Um, and, and just in the series in general, I, I mean, yeah, maybe it's. I mean, there is that problem of it being too, too maybe too traditional for its own good. Um, and I think it is something like it, 
each game looks exactly like the other game. There, there isn't really any like big graphical leaps. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess in terms of art design and graphics, like Akira Toriyama has done the characters for like all of them. Yeah, and they all kind of look the same. You know, but 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 again, that's and, another thing that it's like if they changed it, then the Dragon Quest fans in Japan would be very yeah. very upset. Like you you don't make a Dragon Quest game without Toriyama doing the art. Yeah, so that's true. I mean, you don't you, and, um, you don't want to alienate the audience that you are sure will buy the game. Yeah, and Toriyama has a design. I mean, he has a style. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it in Chrono Trigger, Dragon Ball, um, his other works. You know, it's it's very much his style, and he's not going to deviate from it. Yeah. And as we've seen over the last thirty years, and the Dragon Quest series is celebrating its thirty years mm-hmm. this year, um, it hasn't really changed that much. And I think, you know, when you compare it to Final Fantasy, which I mean did a dramatic shift in I think pretty much each of its ga- games. I think it, they've tried at least. After, I think in the Super Nintendo era, four and five kind of looked the same. Six took it in a direction, and we've kind of seen it evolve since. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy has always been about evolving and um, meeting player demands for that era. And um, I think that's why we kind of get what we get with Final Fantasy. I mean, there are problems with Final Fantasy series, I think, especially more recent games, but. I mean, what I like about Dragon Quest is it's a sim- simplicity, and sometimes, you know, people want more, and Dragon Quest can't provide more, especially with the way it's, um, how each game comes out, yeah. and how it's developed. And I mean, but yeah, if you do change the, the, uh, the series and try and make it evolve into something new, I mean, Dragon Quest fans might turn off, might just go, you know what, this isn't Dragon Quest I know, and they, they might just leave. Yeah, yeah especially since it's been so long since we got a Dragon Quest game. You know, we've gotten some re-releases, yeah, it, and then there was an MMO that came out like five years ago. But Dragon Quest Nine was like, wasn't that two thousand nine or two thousand ten? I, mean, I, I was, think so. Yeah, it was, I think it was two thousand nine in Japan and twenty ten here. So it was like, wh- what are they going to do? Is Eleven going to be an evolution? Um, are they going to try and make a big push for the West, or is it going to be just to please the Japanese gamers, you know? Is it like cashing a check for a, a billion yen, or do they want to gamble and try and reach a bigger audience? Yeah, and that that's something that Final Fantasy has never been afraid to do, but Dragon Quest has. Um, well, Final but... Fantasy, the first Final Fantasy, they spent all their money on it, and they said, okay, it's the Final Fantasy, if we don't, if it's not successful, then we go out of business. But then they stuck with that, and every single game they spent all their money on it. So if they ever, yeah, you know, have a and that, flop, that's then... that's the thing. That's the difference between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, which are both really popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest, you don't really need to worry about because it's so popular, and you don't really need to change much. I, I mean, yeah, it's a problem that doesn't do well in, in the West or in Europe, but. I mean, that's kind of irrelevant. I think they think it's irrelevant because you know it does so well in Japan. It's it's it really doesn't matter in the long term or or in their eyes. I don't think they think that matters all too much. Um, but for Final Fantasy, that that's that's their game that needs to do well all across the world, especially fifteen, which I think has 
been development hell for about 10 years and they spent so much money on it and they are marketing it like crazy and th this is a game that needs to do well because they put so much time and, and money into mm -hmm. it. So yeah, they they need to make sure this is a game that everybody can pick up and, and play and want to play. Yeah, I can't so th I think wait for them to fail with some giant game like this because they did it with Tomb Raider, they did it with Final Fantasy XIII. I just want them to have just put out a big stinker so they go back to small games like Bravely Default. You know, Bravely Default 1 well, was fun. It was a change. But, like, who cares about Bravely Default 2? You know? Well, that's that's the problem, though. In this market, um, if you don't perform well, you, you're in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah, you can go back to making games like Bravely Default and, and things like that, but those aren't going to keep you afloat. And I games like Final Fantasy are... are 15 are. I'll, I'll throw out this prediction right now, guys. Final Fantasy 15 is going to be a sales, massive sales success. You think massive. so? I think so. I absolutely, I, yeah. Uh, internet traffic for anything Final Fantasy 15 related is massive. Um, I just think there's so much interest in it. People have been waiting for it for so long. There's a lot of, I mean, they've marketed the crap out of this game. Um, everybody's, Aware, I, th I think that this one will be their biggest financial success since seven. Whether it's good, yeah. whether it's good or not, I think it will be their biggest financial success since seven. And it needs to be because they spent so much stupid money on it. So. Yep. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. I think they're going to come out at some investor meeting and say like, "Oh, it's a financial failure. We'll only make our money back if we sell 15 million copies of this game." <laughs> and it's going to be like a huge seller, but it's still going to be like. Not profitable. I um, because they have to sell so many. I think that this game could be a prime candidate to come to Switch and to in to to PC as well, because they they do it's, they do have to sell a bunch of them to make all that money yeah. money back. Just because they do. it's it's been in development for ten, for over ten years. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean to to I, I I get what you're saying in a certain sense. Um, it could be a failure overall just because of how long it's been in development and the, the amount of money they had to spend there. But in terms of units sold, I think it will be their biggest success since 7 in the series. And that, that is why I, I think it is a matter if Dragon Quest does well in the U.S. Because all the pressures on Final Fantasy and, you know, bigger games doing well, Mm -hmm. they, they don't really have to worry about Dragon Quest because it's going to do really well regardless. Um, in, in Japan, I mean, yeah, you can put it out in the U.S., especially if people demand it. Like, I, I'm very sure people are going to be starting petitions and stuff once it comes out in yeah. Japan. But, um, <coughs> you know, if I had to make a prediction, I, I think Eleven will ultimately come out here. I think it'll probably be another Nintendo thing. Where they decide, you know, we want a game and we'll we'll put in the money. Because that's how most of the games have come out recently. Square Enix isn't really interested in putting it out. It's yeah, it's more Nintendo. Did Nintendo bring and over the, nine? Yes. Yes, I think they published published it. Yeah. Yeah, they, I believe they published it, and they did. They fronted most of the marketing for it as well, too. And they're doing yes, they're sir. doing six or seven and eight now, right? Yep. yep. Do you know if they did the DS ones? They they did six. I don't think they did four and five, but they yeah. they did six. 
I wonder so, if Nintendo's going to mess with the formula. Say, like, hey, we'll put up a bunch of money if we can put this on the Switch in the U.S., but we want to make sure we get our money back, too, so let's work together to modernize it. Like, do you think that that would happen? I, I mean, if it was, like, a Switch exclusive, maybe, but, I mean, since it's... I mean, the version that everybody's most aware of is the PS4 version, so I feel mm-hmm. like uh, Nintendo doesn't really have that kind of sway to do that in, for this version. Uh, but I don't know, the, the fact that it's coming out for Switch at all, because Dragon Quest only ever comes out for, like, the most popular system of that generation, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's a good show of faith for Square Enix like for, for them to come out and say we think this will do well so we're going to put this game on it um, or maybe that I might be some money changing hands you know I, like Could Nintendo be. and Square Enix are working together like they're publishing Square Enix games over here they did Bravely Default they did all these Dragon Quest games um, they have Cloud and Smash which I still think Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that we don't know about that contract that they signed together. Sure. That was interesting. So they might be working together more. Nintendo might have said, okay, we'll help you put this game on the 3DS, um, and we'll bring over these other games if we can have Cloud, and you put this game on the Switch. Like, maybe we'll see Final Fantasy Fifteen on the Switch. Maybe Dragon Quest Builders will come out on the Switch. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven might come out over here on the Switch. Like, I I think that Nintendo is kind of kind of grasping at straws, you know. And Square Enix is a big yeah. third party that they're friendly with. Now that you mention this, I actually think you could be on to something in terms of Nintendo really wanting Dragon Quest Eleven to be on the Switch because it's so popular in Japan and Switch is a handheld. Yeah. And so for, for Switch to be popular in Japan, it needs this big, huge Japanese franchise, um, that, you know, everybody's gonna run out and buy. And if they, if Japan has to pick between a portable version that looks just as good as the version that can only be played on console, they're gonna pick that Switch version over the PS4 version. Well, yeah, you said that Dragon Quest always comes out on the most popular console of the generation. And if we're looking mm-hmm. at the most popular generation, I think the PS4 is at like 20 million units or something, but the 3DS is at like 70 million. The 3DS is the most popular console of the generation. Sure. Even though it started first, it's almost done, it's a handheld, it sold the best, yeah. especially in Japan. So the 3DS version of Dragon Quest Eleven, it's a really bad story if that is the best-selling game the year the Switch comes out, the yeah. 3DS version of a PS4 game. Well, well, I'm I'm just thinking for the Switch, if it's a port of the PS4 version, then you've got the best-looking version on the Switch, but it can also be taken on the go, uh, which is a but huge drawing point. For that's Japan. the story that Nintendo wants to push. Square Enix doesn't yeah. care; they just want to sell units. So I I definitely think that Nintendo went to them and said, "Please, please, please, put this on the Switch." Sure, could be. We'll probably never learn. Uh, the truth of that, but never. It'll be in the back oh, wow. of some Super Mario strategy guide that won't get translated <laughs> for forty years. Like yeah, like twenty years from now, Miyamoto and Hori are going to retire, and they'll hold like a joint interview where they talk about 
this random elevator pitch uh, where they brought Dragon Quest XI to the Switch. Yeah. Or they were, they were, uh, they were like a, in a hot water. They're, 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 they're in a hot moved tub it over in the him. Nintendo basement. Iwata moved it over himself, like in his hospital bed. I've got a port <laughs> Dragon Quest. That was his last gift to mankind. Yeah, and it'll never get localized. Oh. <laughs> well, we should finish this off by talking about the future of Dragon Quest. We kind of already have with 11 that's been announced. It's, I think it has a 2017 release date, but I, I mean... This is uh, Video Games 2016, so yeah. there's always a chance of it getting delayed. Yeah. It probably is going to get delayed, let's, let's be real. Um, but what do you guys see about the series after this? Do you see this as a series that's always going to be popular in Japan? Do you think it's. Do you think they're going to try to maybe appeal to Western gamers? Because it's becoming more clear that. I mean, there is a small core fan base of. Dragon Quest fans that do want these these to come out in English, and mm-hmm. I mean, we we all want to play these games, but I, I mean, uh, there's been multiple attempts by Nintendo to get these games out there to wider audience, and they've never really it's, it's never really taken. So, what, what what future do you got? What what future do you see for these games? I guess first we can talk about the. The U.S. scene, because in Japan, I think as long as the, you release a game, it's always going to be popular. I mean, no matter what. I mean, it's very traditional. It's very, you're, it's very familiar. It's not going to deviate much. But how, what do you guys see about the U.S. in terms of Dragon Quest? Do you keep, do you see Nintendo still plugging these out? Do you still see them putting up the money to release them just to fill out their schedule? Because I think that I think that's why. We ended up getting uh, seven and eight just to fill out more, um, I, I, um, at least state space, I guess, because there isn't really anything coming out on 3ds. Now that po- now the Pokemon Sun and Moon are out, there's not really much on the 3ds for the next few months. So makes sense to put out a Dragon Quest game. Well, it has yeah, to be so cheap for Nintendo to go to them and say like, "Hey, we'll do this for you." After like years after it's come out. You know, like Dragon Quest seven and eight came out a long time ago in Japan. Yeah. So now it, it was like yeah. two thousand thirteen. Yeah, was, but the thing is, I don't really think. Cheap. I don't think. I mean, given the sales data that we have, I don't think they made that money back. So, I mean, the sales were not good for Dragon Quest seven. No, but they can uh, use good, that. They can write all. that off as marketing. You know, we needed to fill the three DS's calendar. So there's some random other games, you know, even if they don't make their money back on that, it makes the 3DS look more appealing just because it has games coming out. So it might be worth it for Nintendo to publish them, but not someone that doesn't own the hardware. Yeah, I mean, Square Enix, I don't think, is ever going to put out Dragon Quest by themselves because I don't think they see the value of putting it out. In America, because it's never taken off. Well, here's here's the thing: they're willing to try on PlayStation. Like, I mean, they yeah. they put out builders, they put out heroes. Uh, I, I I would almost guarantee they're going to bring out Eleven on PS4 without the help of Nintendo. But when it comes to yeah. the 3DS version or the Switch version, Nintendo's going to have to publish it. Uh, I think also with those, it's like Minecraft is really popular here and. 
the Dynasty Warriors kind of gameplay games are, are popular here, so yeah, it makes sense to put those out here. It's it's so crazy to me that Dynasty Warriors is popular here, but Dragon Quest is not. Hey, we got a Zelda and a Dragon Quest one. I think there's another one I, I forget about. Uh, I mean, oh, there's, there's so a many. lot of there's a One Piece oh. one, a Gundam one, like so many. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I, th- I think of- they're scared because I, I I feel like the Dragon Quest fan base is aging so that's mm-hmm. what they're coming out with yeah. this uh like the the heroes and the builders is they're trying to see who else they can get and who's interested sure like if builders does yeah. really well i bet that 11 will have like builders built into it like as a side thing i you know? feel like yeah i feel like builders definitely has a future it it sold really really well in japan I don't know how it's done here because it's only been out for like a month or so, but uh, it, I know it did really, really well in Japan. I think specifically the Vita version did really well in Japan. Uh, so I think Builders, sh- for certain, will get a sequel or two. Um, uh, Heroes is already getting a sequel. I think the sequel for Heroes is out in Japan, and I believe it's been announced for America as well. So apparently Heroes 1 did well enough in America for them to want to bring the second one. Uh, and as far as 11 goes, I think it's important to remember that the PlayStation 4 is region-free, and if rumors are correct, the Switch will be too. Uh, so we'll, we will no longer have to beg necessary, necessarily to just play these games. Now, to have a localized version, we'll probably still have to beg, but if you, I mean, if you want it, it'll be there. Uh, and you can play the, you can play the Japanese version, so. Uh, I feel like there's gonna come a time where, you know, if, if 11 is not successful in the United States, I feel like and when 12 comes out, they're just gonna say, look, you can play the Japanese version, it's on there, but, uh, we're, we're done localizing these. So. Yeah. So, it, it's very much up in the air what what will happen with the series, at least in the U.S. I, I think it's always going to be fine in Japan because it's you know it's really popular over there. It's, it, it will sell millions in Japan regardless of if they localize it or not. Yeah. Here it's it's a different story. Um, my recommendation is to pick up every Dragon Quest game that does come out because that always ups the chances of there being a localized version of 11 here on the 3DS or, or Switch and more of them and also the uh, the spin-offs whatever might come I, I'm sure there's a, a few other spin-offs that are coming soon um, but yeah do we have any other thoughts on Dragon Quest a, a, as a whole I, I mean I think it's a fun series I, more people should play I it I'm done with this series until they localize Rocket Slime 3. <laughs> uh, well, I think you're done. Because oh. <laughs> yeah. that came out... It was like a 3 I just looked that up. Or something. Yeah, it, it came out in 2011. Yeah. So, uh, start that petition. My my thoughts on it are... Give it a, give it a chance. Um, yeah. if, I mean, if, if you haven't... I mean, I don't know. If you've made it all the way through this podcast and you have not played a Dragon Quest game... Uh, I, I would recommend see if you can find a DS copy of 5 or uh, try your hand at 8 when it comes to the 3DS or if you can get a hold of the PlayStation 2 version. 
Uh, but, to me, but those not are, those the version are the best I have two. on my phone. No, no, never. Don't, don't, don't do play that. that one. You know, I'm going to play that one, and then I'm going to call <laughs> you and complain. I'll just tweet at you, live tweet it okay. at you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> please, please live tweet your playthrough of Dragon <laughs> Quest Eight on mobile. Please do. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that does sound interesting. There's, I mean, I, <laughs> you're going to have to do that now, Adam. I will drop everything that I'm doing to read your live playthrough. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's no voice acting. Simpler menus. Oh, this is no. terrible. No, there's there's no voice acting in uh, Dragon Quest A. It's it's one of those. It's but I mean, there's no voice acting. Well, now there is, but in Zelda, it's like Zelda. Like there's no voice acting. But no, I I just give it give it a chance. Five and eight are my favorite. I mean, nine is a good one too if you have friends to play it with. Um, give eleven a shot. If and when it comes to the West, uh, just don't expect something like Final Fantasy or like Kingdom Hearts or, or any other Square Enix games. This is a this is a Japanese game. Uh, just give it time, let it develop. It may be uh, 15 hours in before you really finally the world opens up for you. But once it does. These games are so good. Um, they just, they, they, I don't know. It's like Twilight Princess. They take a little while to get going, but once you get into the actual dungeon part of the game and the world opens up to you, it becomes so much better. Um, Twilight so, Princess is garbage, Matt. You know this. Come on. We've talked Adam, about this. Adam, Twilight Princess HD is probably my game of the year right now. So. Are you serious? Over, oh. over Star Fox? Or Pokemon Star- I Go? Did not, I did not like either of those. Oh, but you, they're both better than <laughs> Twilight Princess. That's not true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, subjectively, for me, that is not true. Um, My game of the year is still Stardew Valley. I have not. I really like. I have not game. played it yet. I can. I really hope that comes out next month on Wii U. I'm so looking that's forward the, to it. That's the rumor, but I haven't heard anything about yeah, it in like months. Yeah, they've gone dark since E3, so. Uh, who knows? I hope it does, because I really want to play that. Uh, I mean, Pokemon Sun and Moon are, are warming their way into my heart, so maybe that will overtake Twilight Princess HD. I just don't feel right giving my game of the year to an HD remake, so, of a 10-year-old game. Of a terrible but, game. But it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I understand why some people don't like Twilight Princess. I personally think it has the best dungeon design in any Zelda game. Like the over the overworld, the, definitely the intro could use some refining. But as far as dungeons go, Zelda does not get better than Twilight Princess. So, uh, and the dungeons are what I come to Zelda for. So, um, I go That's... for the mini games and for walking <laughs> around the overworld. That's what I play well, Zelda for, and backflips. Well, if that's backflips. the case, then then I understand why you think Twilight Princess is terrible. Yeah, the backflips yeah. are not the same backflips as Ocarina of Time. I'm just putting no, that out they, there. They are not. You're correct. So, but yeah, I don't know. Just give Dragon Quest a chance. It's a good series if you if you give it the time to develop. E- even eight, my favorite in the series. I think it took a good ten hours for me to really be like. Oh, this is what this is. This is actually a really good game. I, I want to. I want to spend more time with. It. Like I would come home. I was in high school. I would come home every day after school and just not wait to be able to play 
uh, more Dragon Quest VIII once I really got into it. So, and that's my favorite in the series, and it still took me quite a while to really get it. So, that might be it. Well, I think that does does it for this week. Um, like everybody else has said, um, give the series a chance. It's a really fun series once you put the time and effort into it, and that that actually might be another reason why it might not be as popular here, but, but we did bring that up about instant graphication, mm-hmm. and Dragon Quest isn't really about that. It's about plugging in the hours and um, enjoying a, a really great, fun, atmospheric game with a, a lot of cool stories, and um, yeah, um, <coughs> I definitely recommend it. Um, I recommend Seven. I mean, it means it's hard to recommend which game you should start out with because I don't really, I'm not really into the mobile games um, on the cell phones and playing RPGs on cell phones is tough. And the DS games are expensive. I, I mean, I bought four and five, and they were like fifty dollars altogether. So, um, I. I would recommend trying to find nine really cheap and and playing that because that's the one that got me into the series. So I would recommend playing nine, or maybe hope it comes out on the virtual console. You never really know. And um, yeah, I mean that's my recommendation. Um, try it, and hopefully more will come out in the future. The the, the series is. There's, there will always, always be Dragon Quest games coming out, but we don't know if they'll come out here. So, the more people play it, the more better chances it has of coming out over here. Which, I, I mean, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, that, that, that will do it for us this week. Next time, we might talk about Pokemon or the NES or one of those things. I think we need to organize over the next few weeks and see who can do what but um we will be back in about two weeks time i i I think so until then um see you guys later yeah bye